And then in, in August, uh, my daughter-in-law was here and, and I yelled into the kitchen, what is this thing called Zoom? <laughs> she got started laughing. She said, you don't know? I said, no, I don't know. She came in here and she set me up with Zoom and we did a mock recording. And uh, when it was done, it spit out an MP4. Yep. And, and I said, oh, wow, I could do anything. Hello, everyone. This is Samir Bouyan and welcome to React a podcast designed to help you connect with and learn from students and their journey in figuring out what we want to look forward to in life. In this episode, I would like you all to welcome today's guest, who is one of my newer connections from Rutgers University, Calvin Schwartz. Calvin is an experienced co-producer working in the media production industry. He's skilled in radio, journalism, film production, television, and overall media production. He's a journalist for NJ Discover, a novelist, and a broadcaster co-hosting a local cable talk show in Central Jersey. He's still connected with Rutgers as he serves on the advisory committee of Women's Health Institute at Rutgers RWJ Medical School, Rutgers Business School Blockchain Hub, and many more. Recently, he started a series of YouTube podcast interviews known as Conversation with Calvin, We the Species. That's incredible. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Wow. Uh... I gotta compact this if you if you if you don't reel me in. So uh, we'll do the podcast real real quick. Uh, how that that was born? I'd never done a, a podcast before, and so we backtrack, go back two years ago, and this is really important to your listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, it, it was a kind of a whim in January of 2019. I was sitting right here in this surroundings. And, and something came over me and, and I had really not much of a presence on LinkedIn mm -hmm. because uh, uh, my advanced age, um, which is three quarters of a century. So you all do the right. math and figure it right. out. Mm -hmm. uh, at my advanced age, I am not looking for a job or work. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I guess I'm quite a retired person, but mm -hmm. I decided to connect it was a niche and, and I, I liked the idea and I decided to connect with only Rutgers people, students, alums, professors, mm -hmm. employees, anybody Rutgers. And that's what I did. Right. But I, I did it really obsessively and compulsively that it's not the real world. So I sat here for four hours a day, seven days a week for two years, connecting wow. with wow. Rutgers people yeah and um and, and wow did i learn a lot about students and mm -hmm. especially young alums young right. alums because they're the ones who really use linkedin the most and i just learned so much about linkedin about rutgers alumni uh, uh and and it was in august Life's so funny, you know, you, you don't figure, you don't, uh, in August, this past August, I, mm -hmm. I had just connected with a young Rutgers sophomore. Uh, she's on the Rutgers track team, Claudine Smith. And she set a Rutgers triple term record. And we had gone from messaging because we had just connected to actually a phone. And mm -hmm. then in, in August, uh, my daughter-in-law was here and, and I yelled into the kitchen, what is this thing called Zoom? She got started laughing. She said, you don't know? I said, no, I don't know. She came in here and she set me up with Zoom. And we did a mock recording. 
And uh, when it was done, it spit out an MP4. Yeah. And, and I said, oh, wow, I, I could do anything with this MP4. So a couple of days later, uh, I said to Claudine, hey, let's Zoom. Uh, and, and we started Zooming. And then I grabbed my head again. I always do that. Uh, always wear a rector's hat. And I always grab my head. And I said, what a great idea to interview you and interview people like you who are accomplished, interesting, basically Rutgers, because that's all I have in my world. Right. And she was all for it. And at, at that immediate moment, the idea for conversations with Calvin, we the species was born in my head the next morning I trademarked it. Excellent. Boom. Excellent. And uh, it took me a couple of weeks to kind of work out the kinks and talk to some of my uh, my son, my niece, who are social media people, right, and right. gave me some direction. And then the second week of September, this channel was born. And and uh, it, I've done my 40th interview, of which you're number 39, uh, And uh, it's been uh, it's been uh, such an interesting journey. The people I've met the connections that uh, it, it's facilitated, the diversity of content of people. It, it, it's been, uh, and it continues to go really nicely. I mean, people are subscribing. I would, I love that. It shows growth. And, and um, so that's where I'm at. And that's how you and I met. And that's how I interviewed you. And that's how I'm here now being interviewed <laughs> by you. Uh, so, that's the story. And for everybody out there, uh, please go. Conversations with Calvin. You know, there, yeah. there's such a wealth, not, not to stroke myself, but there's such a wealth of content there. Uh, and just about at, at 40 interviews, it's just about everything you could think of uh, uh, and growing. And it, it provides a, a, a service. My, my, my mission, my mantra was to give people who do the living and dying mm -hmm. here in New Jersey who are accomplished uh, uh, and who are diverse and interesting, to give them a, a platform of, of recognition and awareness where, you know, you know, the media today is more concerned with George Clooney or Beyonce. And, and that kind of thing. But there's some amazing, wonderful people. And basically, it's all Rutgers stuff, you know. Um, so that's where I'm at. And, and uh, I'm thrilled that I'm, I'm doing this. Excellent. Excellent. So like with all my guests, I do speedy query. Uh, really, sure. it's a round just to have fun. And, uh, you know, there'll be your answers could range from a few words to one word. Sure. Um, so let's get started. I'm ready. What about you do people find admirable? Uh, uh, loyalty. Uh, it, to me, that's one of the most important qualities of a human being is pure loyalty. <laughs> Not an insane loyalty, but just being loyal to the people in your world. Oh, an adjective that describes you well. Uh, verbose. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. 
an idea, an idea that changed your life. An idea that changed my life? Yeah.、Uh, these are great questions. I, I love these.、Uh, an idea that changed my life was about twelve、uh, or thirteen years ago.、Uh, I, I was going to go play tennis and I couldn't play tennis because、um, it was raining and, and I didn't know what to do. So something came over me and it told me to watch the movie Casablanca. I'm reaching for. Uh, to watch the movie Casablanca, which I've seen 50 times, I don't know why I wanted to watch it sitting in my tennis shorts on a rainy Sunday morning, but I watched it. And and at the very end of the movie, there's a scene: the bad guy, the good guy. It's 1942. It's the Second World War, and and、um, the the good guy shoots the bad guy. They carry away the body, and then、uh, a, a third character、uh, actor picks up a bottle of Vichy water, which is a French mineral water like Perrier. Drink it, but in 1942, Vichy had a bad connotation,、uh, generally meaning conspiring with the Germans. And he threw the bottle in, in the garbage can. And at that very second in life, I, once again, I grabbed my head and I said, "Oh my God, there's a novel in my head, and I gotta write it. I've never written anything before." And then, of course, I wrote this. It's called Vichy Water. Excellent. Took me three and a half years to write, and a year and a half to edit, and、uh, it it was the greatest idea I've ever had because this was the vehicle for me to have completely changed my entire life around.、Uh, not so much this being a great success, but I decided to go into journalism, and then into broadcasting, and then into mentoring and networking with Rutgers students, then to teaching. Now podcasting, so it was all that one idea to write a novel. Excellent, excellent.、Um, the easiest way to get you aggravated, get you mad.、Um, uh, stupidity. Okay. Okay. People are stupid. Hundred percent. Um. Your favorite clothing company?、Uh, I guess Levi jeans.、Um, yeah, it used to be、uh, actually. It, it, it was Brooks Brothers.、Mm-hmm. Not that I had a lot of Brooks Brothers things, but Brooks Brothers was a two hundred year old company making shirts, starting out with Abraham Lincoln.、Uh, uh-huh. it, was, it was my favorite clothing company, but I didn't have much of them because they didn't fit me. I'm big. Uh, but it's my favorite company because it's pure Americana. But yeah, you know, I'm just a jeans guy. Excellent. And whoever makes these Rutgers sweatshirts, <laughs> that's my other favorite company. Excellent.、Um, if you're going camping for a weekend, which three people would you take with you? They could be friends, family, some people from history, some celebrities, anyone. Oh, in, in my which three people would I take? Yeah. Living or dead or a living? Every anyone. Anyway, living dead. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, uh, Kobe Bryant. Okay.、Um, you know, because um, phew. Uh, Dr. King and and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Excellent, excellent.、It、would be quite an interesting camping trip. Yeah. Um, if the genie from Aladdin appears in front of you right now, what are three wishes you would ask for? 
Uh, okay. Um, I'd, I'd like to be guaranteed uh, uh, to, to be gone to my mid-90s. Mm-hmm. In, in my immediate world, to be healthy and yep. safe and, and comfortable. Um, uh, and to keep me functioning um, healthily, uh, to keep this working and, and um, you know, for health, and for wisdom, um, mm-hmm. family. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, a celebrity you look up to, an icon, anyone you look up to. Well, uh, the, uh, I, I, you know, I've got this great affinity to to dr king and and also to mahatma gandhi gotcha i've watched you know his life story enough times about peace and commitment and freedom um you know these are two great um, amazing leaders not too far behind nelson mandela for his commitment to peace right uh, uh, george washington the genius oh yes the genius of, of what Washington and those people did with the form of government they created that has endured mm-hmm. for all these years with one little minor setback on January 6th, this past January. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there's, it, it, it was their vision to what they have created. 100%. And a song you can dance to all the time. Well, uh, I, I'm a folky, um, uh, a serious folky, and and I don't, um, and I don't know if you can really dance to much of the, the folk music. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but there, there's a movie uh, from uh, the movie Animal House, which is all about college. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but uh, it, it's it's one of the great college movies that it was made in the 60s. It depicts a college in 1962, and there's a song there uh, called Shout. Um, and and at times in various weddings I've been to with with a few um, whiskey sours or, or Bloody Marys inside me, I get down on the floor and kick my legs up and do that. I've been known to do that, but I don't do it anymore because I'm, I'm too old and it messes up. My suit gets all dirty, mm-hmm. but I would do shout. Excellent, excellent. Uh, this part is called this or that. I'm gonna give you two options. You pick which one you like. Oh, sure. Uh, matching socks or mismatched socks? Oh, matching socks. T-shirt or button up? Oh, T-shirt. Flip-flops or sneakers? Uh, snakes. All right. Spanish food or Italian food? Close, but Italian food. Teleportation or super strength? What was that? Teleportation or super strength? Uh, I like teleportation. All righty. Excellent. Excellent. So let's get on with the, the main interview. Okay. Um, Tell us, tell us a little bit about your college experience. How did you feel when you stepped onto this new environment? And you know, share some share with us some of your first lessons. Sure. Well, uh, 
I I went to college in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So we had this thing called Vietnam. <laughs> uh, and it was it was flaring up in, in the 60s. And we also had civil rights. And we also had women's liberation. And we had the beginnings of an environmental movement. So it was a powerful time to be on campus. There was so much to be involved in on campus. Um, uh, but there's an asterisk because I went to pharmacy school. So um, the only redeeming thing about that is my first year I'm on regular campus uh, and, and doing regular things and regular arts and science courses is, uh, you know, I had German and economics and world history and um, uh, but the rest of my college years, I was in the pharmacy school building, which was all by itself in its own little world. The only great thing for me is I, I, I spent my first two years not at Rutgers, but at the University of Toledo in Ohio. And, and um, I went there because Rutgers wouldn't take me. So uh, former school, real tough. So I spent two years there and, and I did partake uh, of the college experience. And, and, uh, and I really uh, jumped in fairly uh, actively, got involved in a lot of different student union things like yourself with the things you're doing with student government, et cetera. Uh, uh, I mean, I got involved in the student union board fraternities and I was, I mean, I, I jumped in every lecture I went to. In other words, I really used uh, uh, the resources uh, of a college to expand and grow and learn. Um, <clears throat> so I, I had one of the most pleasurable, and the two years in Ohio, and then uh, I realized because I was having such a good time uh, out in Ohio, and I was, and I was getting very good grades but I, I didn't think that was the real world. So the real world was Rutgers, which had one of the best pharmacy schools in the country. And I knew if I was gonna pass my state boards, I better go back home and go to Rutgers. So, uh, I mean, so my time there, I mean, one year down in, um, you know, the main campus and the other three years in that little old building, uh, which right. now I went to Newark so pharmacy school, I was the last class to graduate from Rutgers Pharmacy in Newark. So, um, I mean, everything about it was, you know, living at home, it was different. It wasn't different, but I had my two years away and then it, this was all work. Uh, it was all work, but uh, it, 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 it was a wonderful experience because so much was going on. There was so much to learn and, and grow and experience and be involved in. And you couldn't help but be involved because the world not that much different than today. You know, we got the pandemic and we've got a million issues today. It wasn't, it wasn't an act of war then, but we've had a few minor ones. But um, uh, <clears throat> college to me was the most wonderful experience mm -hmm. and and quite frankly it was such a positive wonderful experience it's why i've jumped back now to give back 
in any way I can to my alma mater. Uh, it, it's because it was such a, a positive experience then molding me and, and, and the education that I got from Rutgers and the sense of community uh, that got me so involved with the network, the mentoring up to 14 students a semester and then being asked to teach, which was one of the great experiences of my life. And I don't, and I'm fairly verbal. I don't know how I'll ever be able to describe the feeling. Um, uh, a year ago, mm -hmm. fall, uh, of walking down College Avenue with my attaché case, heading to my class to teach. Great feeling. Great. Excellent. That sounds amazing. Tell us a little bit about your journey being a journalist for NJ Discover. Uh, so, real fast, pharmacy school. Oh, yes. 12 years, did pharmacy school 12 years, didn't like it. <laughs> and, and didn't like it, and that's my whole life had been geared toward pharmacy school. Uh, and after 12 years, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And, and, and we just got married, my wife and I, out there in the kitchen. Right, right. What am I going to do? And, and I had no idea what to do. Uh, uh, it was kind of scary. Uh, and I sat home for eight months, and then I, I had a brother-in-law got me a job. Um, selling these things, uh, eyeglasses. Nice. Uh, and I knew nothing about eyeglass selling and knew nothing about any of that, but it was a matter of survival. I had to work. I'm a newlywed. Right. And, and, and I was a very quiet guy back then, and, and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to do it. And, and I started working for a small company, and it was a little spark. I God, I like talking to people. I like the communicative aspect of talking to people. And um, uh, after a year, I got a job with the biggest uh, eyewear company in the world called Luxottica. And uh, they own uh, Lenscrafters and Pearl today and, and Ray-Ban. And actually, they own everything quietly <laughs> in the eyewear business, the right, lenses, right. the labs, everything. And after my first year with them, I became number one salesman in the country. And then a year later, I got promoted to regional manager and I hung around that regional manager job 15 years and I stayed there 25 years. Excellent. And I loved it. And the two men that I work for uh, are the richest Italians in the world, the Del Vecchio family worth 30, 35 billion. But the point is what I learned taking 50 courses in selling and in support and leadership and all those ingredients uh, of training people and teaching it's all up here and, and, and it was a great uh it was a wonderful um experience and the knowledge gained and i probably would have retired from there but the world has a funny habit of changing and and they were becoming so big and so corporate that i knew that it wasn't for me so i, I wrote that novel and 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 published and learned everything about publishing and 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 um I again sat home for six, seven months. And, and, and this is the greatest story to tell to your audience. Yes. Because it's a true story. So uh, I, I wrote a novel. I'm sitting home six, seven, eight months. And I joined all these writing groups and these meetup groups. And, um, and one of them had sent me a, a, a group email that there's a local magazine here in Monmouth County looking for a journalist. I have zero 
journalism experience. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know anything about journalism. Uh, but I said to myself, I'm going to apply. And, and here's the reason why I'm a Rutgers grad and uh, I can do anything. Yes. And I believe that then, and I believe it now, uh, the background, the knowledge, my two degrees I got at Rutgers. So I applied mm -hmm. and uh, went for the interview and they hired me. And, and the only thing I knew about journalism then and now actually is you got to answer the question who, what, where, when, and why. And that was it. And, and they hired me. Uh, I had no resume then nor now. And they asked me for a resume. I, I met with the publisher and the assistant editor. And you know, I took this book out and I threw it on the table. And as my resume, I wrote a novel. And they hired me and I became a journalist. Uh, and they liked my writing. And, and after my second month, I had two columns to write. And after the third month, I had three columns to write. And, and then my assistant editor uh, in 2011 introduced me to the head of NJ Discover production company. And um, one day I met him on the boardwalk in Asbury Park. He handed me a, a, a microphone and said, Calvin, go interview. And, and suddenly I'm, I'm like a journalist interviewing zombies on the boardwalk. Right. Then I went to him a few weeks later and, and said, how about if we take NJ Discover and make it into specialized kind of news? I have right. all the time in the world, I'm retired. And he said, Calvin, you can do anything you want. We got a TV studio. We got a million cameras. I'll do whatever you want. And and I said, great. And, and and so I then embarked on doing the kind of journalism that I thought had meaning, homelessness, hunger, autism, women's issues, uh, environmental uh, issues, um, music. I got real involved in the music business, tremendously so. Uh, film, independent filmmaking. Right. So I just jumped in and absorbed and did. And 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 along the way, we decided to do a, a little podcast, which we then streamed. And after our first, I was the producer and the co-host. After our first stream, a couple of towns called me up here in Jersey. We love your product. We love your content. Can we air it on our TV station? Sure. And suddenly we had a TV show and then I went, went and I gathered up most of Mercer County and parts of Middlesex and Monmouth, even Rutgers TV. Mm -hmm. And at our peak a year ago, before the pandemic, we were in a nice chunk of central Jersey. Nice. Yeah, it's been fun. Excellent, excellent, excellent journey. It's great, great. Um, real quick, yeah. how do you think high school uh, helped you in life? What what kind of uh, like lessons did you learn? You know, how was it built to you? Well, uh, we touched on that briefly. Uh, the high school, uh, the high school experience, uh, it, um, conversely, mm -hmm. uh, uh, helped me uh, because it, it was an experience. Um, socially, it, I, 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 I wasn't a Kind of accepted by my own terms. I so high high school made me want to be different and better, 
and more involved. Uh, I wasn't a lot of the things I would have liked to have been. Maybe I was typecast in high school. Everybody mm -hmm. liked me a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I didn't really apply myself and study hard because mm -hmm. I wasn't sure about things. So I was a C student, didn't get into Rutgers. But um, this is another true story, which is interesting. So mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned to you too, before we went on, on air, um, no parties, no dances, no dates. I mean, I'm just, you know, I, I loved basketball. I played a lot of basketball. That kind of, I mean, I was a good basketball player. But uh, my parents were driving me out to Ohio and I'm sitting in the back seat of the car. It was a 12-hour trip. And having left that four years of high school not fulfilled, I said to myself, when I get to college, I'm going to pretend I'm somebody else. Interesting. Nobody knows me. So all the things I would like to be in life, I'm going to pretend. So I'll pretend I'm cool, whatever the hell that means. I'm going to pretend I'm this. I'm going to pretend I'm that. I'll, I'll, I'll role play. I'll, I'll push myself. Uh, so high school was great for me because it taught me all the things that I wanted to be that I wasn't, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So in, in that respect, high school was great. Excellent. Great, great. What is it you look forward to in life? Well, <laughs> well, uh, I really look forward uh, a publishing my second novel, which is ninety six percent done. I look forward to that journey because it's way different than it was fifteen years ago with my first novel. A few more people know who I am now. So mm -hmm. that journey becomes an easier journey. It's called outreach. Right. I have an outreach. I know a lot of people and maybe they'll buy the book. Maybe they won't. Uh, so I look forward to that. Uh, I look forward to continuing what I'm doing and building something and giving something life, this channel conversations with Calvin, having it evolve beyond beyond my dreams and imagination, it, it does provide a service and a function and brings people together and gives people an opportunity. So I would love that to be a success. I would love my, my book to be a success. And, and, and you know, you got, fam you got family, friends. Um, and, and I'd also like to see Rutgers go to some kind of a national championship. Excellent. And waiting for that for 25, 30 years. Right, right. So those are my goals. Excellent, excellent. And uh, finally, almost to wrap it up, but if you were to go back in time and talk to your freshman self in college, what would you say? Yeah, I, I was, that's so interesting. Uh, that, that's such a provocative question. <laughs> it really is. Um, because sometimes I always I think about going through a wormhole. Yeah. Uh, you know, a wormhole and, 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 and kind of uh, just kind of chatting with myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have tried to in, in encourage myself back then uh, to, to push myself a little bit more, to be more involved. Uh, see, part of my... Uh, Part of my 
how do I explain this? I, I was not involved enough with the world because mm -hmm. I was in a professional school and, and I, uh, I would have told myself, get yourself on a train and go to Greenwich Village in the 60s, which was the capital of social change and music and, and Bob Dylan and Peter, Paul and Mary. Uh, I would have said, get involved in marching for peace, get involved in marching for uh, civil rights, go down to the March on Washington, get yourself out of the GD house and do things, go push yourself. We've, we've got so much social change to deal with. Um, and, and, I, I, and, and quite frankly, that lecture I would have given to myself as a freshman, uh, I give myself now so uh, who I am now and what I am and, and the fact I go to a million lectures at Rutgers mm -hmm. uh, and, and I just had shoulder surgery five or six years ago and I had this march in the city, a climate change, 400,000 people went. And I took a train, my arms in a sling, I only had use of one arm, but I went to that march for climate change. I bumped into Bernie Sanders, as a matter of fact, um, yeah, if you guys go look at my LinkedIn page and look at the uh, my profile pictures, there's a picture of me and Bernie sitting on a stoop talking. Nice. Um, uh, and with Senator Schumer. The point being, the point being, uh, the lecture I would have given myself as a freshman is do. Uh, you, you just get out and get involved and and be proactive. Not, not, you know, don't raid the Capitol building, <laughs> be proactive and be aware and care about people. So I, again, my claim to fame was as injured as I was, I mm -hmm. took a train and, and I sat on steps waiting for this 400,000 people rally. The point mm -hmm. being is I went because right. I didn't in the 60s. Excellent. So that's what I would tell myself, do. Go to Greenwich Village. It's the capital of the I never went once. Greenwich Village in the 60s was the mecca of social change, mm -hmm. mecca of, of folk music. Everybody was anybody came out of the village. I never went there once. So disappointed in myself. So that's what I would tell myself. And would tell young people today, just do. Excellent. Thank you, Calvin, for coming on and sharing such amazing, amazing insights. Oh, thank you. We, we learned so much, so. Thank you, thank you. Uh, folks. You know, uh, your audience can find me. I'm very receptive. Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. Yes, yes. Calvin yes. Schwartz on LinkedIn. I will engage anybody and everybody. I spend hours a day engaging people on LinkedIn. Excellent. Uh, and, and, I'm, uh, and, and, and actually, uh, uh, the truth of the matter is, as, as long as they're wearing a Rector's T-shirt or sweatshirt, I'm, I'm theirs. If I see something else, I'm, I'm not as likely to respond. I'm kind of teasing. Um, I just love, you know, our uh, alma mater and, and giving back. So it's my pleasure, Samir. Excellent. And I'm thrilled we met. Yes, yes. So with that, I'll, just to the listeners, I'll have the links to your LinkedIn and to the YouTube Great. channel. And Great. Uh, with that, uh, everyone stay strong, stay 
safe, stay happy, stay a little foolish, stay hungry, yeah, stay sure. a little foolish, and stay happy. Perfect. Right.